It's time now for the Sports Objective Podcast. No talking heads, just guys who love sports. Here's Dave Richmond. Welcome into the Sports Objective right here. A great night. We're kind of reminiscing about a great event last year. With us right now, Kyle from LaGrange Barber. What's up, dude? What's going on, Dave? Should be, uh, should be fun to catch up with these guys uh, that participated in the regional last year in Greenville. Bubba, what's up, dude? What's going on, guys? How are y'all doing? Doing fantastic. I know we've got a great show tonight. You want to introduce our guest? Absolutely. Um, like you mentioned, Kyle, last year, obviously, the Greenville Regional. Very excited to have three guys, or two at least, right now with us. A third's trying to, to join the broadcast with us. Welcome into the show, uh, Liam Scaffarello, and then also uh, Colin Donnelly. Guys, great to have you with us. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thanks for having us. Wanted to have you on. What a great uh, time last year, the Greenville Regional. I know you guys were fantastic. Uh, what a great program your coaches built and you guys have built. You know, I actually have a political science major, so I graduated from East Carolina in 95. I know about Quinnipiac because of the political polls, uh, but you guys have uh, built a, an amazing baseball program. And I tell you what, there was a lot of people impressed with you guys that Friday night of the regional last year. Right, guys? Yeah. Yeah, like our coach said, we had to uh, we had to play perfect baseball that night, and we did. So that was that was the only way we were taking them down. Yeah, absolutely. It was a uh, it was one of the once in a lifetime opportunity, and you know that was something that I'll never forget in my life. And you know, just the coming from you know our championship where there was like a couple hundred of people in the stands to have you know five six thousand in the stands was was crazy. It was such you guys' first trip to a regional. Yeah, first time since what 2005, I think. Yeah, yeah, our coach went when he played there, so it's been like 14 years. Yeah, and that guys, last year um, previewing that regional, we had Coach John Delaney on. Like you said, uh, Coach Delaney's team uh, was the last to have made it to a regional for Quinnipiac. Um, but uh, just before we talk about the regional, uh, you, Liam, you referenced that MAAC tournament. Um, the the uh, thrilling win you guys had over Fairfield to, to make it at the regional uh, six to five, 13 inning win. So talk about that MAAC tournament. I mean, we went in there uh, off of, we were really hot from that weekend before playing Manhattan. And we just went in there and we took care of business first couple of games, um, played tough, played tough competition. And then that last, that last game was what felt like took 10 hours to finally win. It was just, I don't <laughs> I don't really know. It was just too much. It was, it was a lot to take in at the, in the moment, for sure. Yeah, and, and how rewarding was that for you guys to to uh, win your conference tournament and make a regional? I mean, I mean, in college baseball, you know, I guess that's the goal every year, and to finally realize it had to mean a lot to you guys. Absolutely, yeah, we, it was. Yeah, I mean, you can go, Don. We uh, we took a lot of strides in the past two years with the program. Uh, and I feel like having the experience from 2018, we uh, we built off of that, and uh, we knew that we needed to go out there and win win game one in the tournament. And it was who was hottest at at the time. It didn't always have to be the uh, the best seed, but um, we had the two seeds, so we got the bye, and we knew we needed to win that, that game one, and then build off of that. Yeah, I was going to say, guys, I remember when we had Coach on, he was talking about the very fact of how 
You played a heartbreaker, I believe, in 2018 in your conference tournament, and you guys met out at center field. I remember talking about that and how y'all were determined to work really hard to build from that and make it to a regional. Not only did you make it to a regional, you built, beat one of the best teams in the country on their home on their home field at their regional. So um, you got to be very proud of that. Yeah, absolutely. We were. It was, you know, it was the the junior class. We were we were kind of sick and tired of uh, not you know taking that next step and we finally you know took it the whole team we said screw we're not doing this anymore we we don't want to feel this feeling next year and we you know we worked really hard in the off season and we really built a camaraderie that you know can't really describe unless you were a part of the team when you got the sorry when you got the selection and you found out you're coming to the Greenville Regional um did you guys, were you familiar with East Carolina baseball? I mean, being Northeast guys, did you, obviously we're not an SEC or an ACC school, but a lot of baseball tradition. Were you guys excited with the pairing? Did, did it matter to you? Were you just glad to be going somewhere? Well, yeah, I actually knew a good amount about it just because my pitching coach in high school for uh, high school baseball, he um, was committed to East Carolina, and then he got drafted out of high school. And then I'm from New Jersey, so I knew Mike Trout was going there. Um, and then I obviously played with Jake Kuchmanner, and I played with uh, Cole Beaven. Um, so I had, I had heard some stories from them. But we we were honestly really surprised that we got that high of a seed just because we knew really all we had under our belt was the – Wake Forest went earlier in the year, so the RPI for the MAC is normally a lot lower, well, higher. Um, but yeah, we were surprised to get a number ten seed. We thought we'd be going top five easily, um, but definitely excited about the uh, knowing knowing the little bits about the atmosphere there. Colin, talking about the atmosphere. Um I guess shortly after that that uh, regional was announced uh, on, on that selection Monday, um, so you went on Twitter and you tweeted, I am the jungle. So just talk about that. And that was something that's a lot of fun back and forth between you and at ECU Jungle and also at uh, L- LF Megaphones. Uh, for, of course, the, the left field Megaphones account uh, who were so prominent at Clark McClare Stadium. Yeah, it was awesome. Uh I didn't expect it to get that big. I didn't know that they were they were that big on the fan accounts, but I thought it was I thought it was really good uh, uh, banter before the game, and it was nice to like put some name or some faces to the accounts at the game, and they were really nice guys, and they gave me a ball that said um, that said. Uh, we are the jungle and all signed it. So it's nice. Like I have stuff like that in my room to remember. Talk about the atmosphere that you guys faced. Uh, what were your anticipation when you were thinking about when you got that Greenville regional, what did you think going in? How would it be? And how was it different when you got actually got to Greenville and actually stepped onto the field? Well, I had no idea. Uh, I had no idea about the jungle or anything about that. It was when our pitching coach, uh, Pat Egan, came up to me and our outfielders were like, yeah, like you guys, you guys are in for it because they pack that thing and they pack it to the max. And they're, they're, he said, uh, and they showed us a picture and all that. And we were like, oh, like, cause we had just dealt with, uh, hecklers before 
a few series before, and you know, he's like, "You can't, you guys just can't catch a break." So we were, we were pretty excited. But we were also like, we didn't really know what we were stepping into. Did you find uh, the, the hecklers to be, uh, while um, I guess annoying, uh, they try to keep it pretty, uh, pretty PG out there. Uh, in right field, not so much. Actually, it was kind of uh, <laughs> <laughs> kind of a different story in right than in left with uh, Cruz. He yeah. he had a good experience, and uh, I was just he just got it all weekend. They were just giving it to me. It. I just, but you know, in, in the game, you really don't hear it too much. It's when you're like before, like before you know, live play starts, like when you warm it up and stuff. But other than that, it wasn't too bad. How loud yeah, a lot of times in right field that tends to be the students who um, yeah. are, more, are more likely to let some stuff fly that they shouldn't. Yeah, they were letting it fly. They were letting. They were just letting it loose. Even when we were losing to them, uh, ECU in the in the ninth, I think it was like thirteen three. They were just letting it, letting it eat on me, and I was like, oh, like my last inning of college baseball, I was just let me enjoy it. But it was all good banter. It was, you know, I was enjoying it, just enjoying the atmosphere. But no, but that first game, um, at least first game for you guys in East Carolina, where where you won, uh, that was. I mean, you couldn't have drawn up a better start. You jumped on the Pirates early, and then uh, it was a heck of a ball game throughout, and um, some big moments where I know where Alec Burleson uh, for East Carolina came in and got a big bases loaded strikeout. Um, but prior to that, uh, I think you hit a ball to the left center field gap that still hasn't landed. Um, talk about your memories of that. Um, honestly, I, I, I only remember hitting it. I don't remember anything before it or after it or <laughs> this adrenaline was just too much. But I just remember looking down at uh, Coach Delaney and he just gave me the nod like he usually does in those situations. And I happened to get a good pitch, you know, my pitch, and I took advantage of it. So uh, did you guys get to uh... – Get to experience any Eastern North Carolina barbecue when you guys uh, were down here. Yeah, definitely did one night. Um, we went to uh, what's the burger place again? Twice. Uh, one you build your own burger. I, don't know, I, I never, I never went. I never had any. I know yeah. what you're talking about, Colin. Um, the name, the name escapes me, but uh, it's like Big Daddy's. Big Daddy's Big Burger Bar. Okay. Yeah. Big Daddy's yeah, burger bar right. so, is right so, here. So, so, so to answer the question, no, you didn't get any Eastern North Carolina barbecue. <laughs> I think we did. Uh, we went there twice, though. That's a place that I remember. Okay. You, you, Eastern North Carolina barbecue. I, nobody hooked them up, Bubba. Nobody hooked them up. It's whole hog barbecue. Uh, you, you guys, if you ever make it down to a game again, we, we got to make sure we do you right. Hey, now, Colin, uh, I guess, and Liam as well, um, Obviously, Liam, you were in right field, but the left fielder, and uh, I guess maybe more than just the left fielder, um, there after that, uh, the second time we played you guys, uh, you talked about um, uh, there's a little care package or plates of food that were given to you guys. Uh, what what did that consist of if it wasn't barbecue? Honestly, I think uh, Anthony Cruz was out in right that game, and he was talking to them about something, and it came up how he was allergic to nuts or whatever, and they gave them a big care patches of brownies and cookies, and they made sure to uh, not include nuts or anything like that. So it was kind of it was nice. Yeah, I'm just irritated with East Carolina in general. Now we got to get we got to get Ryan Robinson on the line. We uh, we we got to we got to get some people. We can't have guys coming in for regionals from freaking Connecticut 
and not introducing them to Eastern North Carolina barbecue. What are we doing? <laughs> well, maybe they maybe they don't want it. Maybe they were we were being hospitable. No, by they, they, want they, they want it. They want it. They want it. They, they want it. <laughs> Now, obviously, the next day, guys, and you guys were getting ready to play Campbell, um, but did you have the opportunity to see any of the East Carolina NC State game? Obviously, that's a huge uh, in-state rivalry. Yeah, they were playing right before us um, when we were playing Campbell, I think. Yeah, so we saw Agnes threw a really good game that day and didn't really – they kind of controlled the game the, the whole time, it seemed like. Now, what it, college baseball, obviously, is very popular in the southeast and um, and, and out on the west coast also, uh, and in Texas. Um, up in the northeast, college baseball doesn't seem to have um, the kind of following. Is it because the weather? Is it because pro baseball is so prevalent up there? What, what do you guys think it is? I think it's the weather. Yeah, I think it's between the weather and, uh, you know, just not having, you know, some of the facilities that, you know, the SEC, ACC have up up here, you know. Yeah. Guys, as far as uh, the current season goes and all the stuff with COVID-19, can you give me your reaction? Uh, how did How does it feel? I know, I think, Liam, you've already graduated, but, Colin, you still had another year, right? Yeah. Yeah, it was uh, – it was really tough taking it, to be honest, and it puts a lot of us in a really, really tough spot just because the NCAA kind of left it up in the school's hands and um, like we're not getting our scholarships back. So it's, do you want to, do you want to like end your baseball career like that or do you want to uh, take out another big loan and come back and play with your friends? And we got, we got the meat of our, our team coming back, so I feel like we have another another chance to be in a regional, and that's that's the whole purpose for someone like me coming back is to uh, to win another ring and play in another regional. So, um, I mean, I'm just trying to take it as as a blessing in disguise that you have another year to play with your friends. And I was planning on staying for my masters either way, um, so that definitely makes the decision a little easier for me, but. For other guys, they're put in a really tough spot. So, and it definitely wasn't easy going down for a while. And how yeah, we had guys like Nick Barber. What? Go ahead, Dave. I was, I was saying we have guys like Nick Barber who um, were seniors that are not coming back, unfortunately. But I know I understand that it's a tough decision, and sometimes it's best when you have like a case like Nick where he already had his degree and. I think, Bubba, he was getting ready to finish up his master's uh, here pretty soon. Right. Um, like you said, we only have four guys who fell into that boat, and uh, Nick Barber was the only one who, unfortunately, like you were saying, for financial reasons, being an out-of-state guy, um, could not come back. But um, you did have three pitchers, Tyler Smith, and then also Matt Bridges and um, Greenville or Winterville native Kim Colmore. Uh, who are all three are coming back, and we'll talk about that a little bit later on with Corey. Uh, how are you guys? Um, each one of you guys, where, where each one of you at right now? And uh, what are you guys doing to pass the time during this uh, lockdown? Uh, I'm just staying busy. You know, I'm, I have a we're supposed to have a workout in uh, Tucson in April, early April. So um, you know, I'm just keep go, keeping going with that. So I'm just keeping up on my training and you know trying to keep 
that's the time they're going fishing and, you know, zooming my friends and spending time with my family. And, you know, it's pretty much it. I'm pretty sure everyone else is doing the same thing. What, what are you fishing for? Uh, I was fishing for trout uh, the other, this, this past weekend. Actually, me and Chris, Chris were, and we got, we got absolutely fried out there because we weren't, we weren't prepared about the sun. <laughs> catch anything? No, nothing. We didn't even catch one bite. We didn't get one bite. Nothing. Oh, man. Five hours, nothing. Um, I'm, uh, yeah, I'm just, I just got actually back to Connecticut and I have family up here. So I'm working for my uncle, um, just doing like cleaning and a little bit of painting and stuff, but yeah, just trying to make some money and pass the time. That's a 5am wake up every day. So, yeah, Yeah, either one of you guys playing my bigger show. No. Actually, I don't even have a system anymore. <laughs> okay. Now, uh, now, Liam, I know we talked about it off the air, but um, talk about uh, after your time last summer ended at Quinnipiac, um, just talk about the opportunity you had to continue playing baseball. Yeah, so I took um, – I went onto this page called Meet a Prospect, and I put all my stuff on there, and I ended up playing in Amsterdam with uh, Team North America in uh, the World Port Tournament, which was an absolute – uh, blessing. It was probably one of the, it was one of the coolest things I've done, you know, other than, you know, winning a championship and the regional and all that, but going to play in Europe was absolutely, it was crazy. And they, they love baseball out there. So. Yeah, Amsterdam, that's, that's a fun place to visit also. Yeah, it was fun. <laughs> it was once in a lifetime opportunity for sure. Yeah. It's all about the tulips, man. It's all about the tulips, right? Huh? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, what about the uh, with you guys as far as I know they're having the big baseball tournament coming up. Uh, we want to talk to you before we uh, we'll give you a little bit more time here. I'm looking at it. Um, but as far as I know, there's a college baseball tournament coming up in June in Texas. I just want to get you guys your reaction about uh, it seems like they're going to, um, I guess, quarantine the guys like at their own hotel. They're going to bus them back and forth. There was all kinds of. They're going to test them. I know COVID-19 tests and uh, they're supposed to get results back quickly, all kinds of stuff like that. How do you, how do you guys feel about that being baseball players? And it's so out of the norm of what a baseball series would be all about. It's definitely, uh, fits the times, but I, I just don't think at this point that anything would, wouldn't, ex- uh, wouldn't come about, uh, uh, it's it's weird though, not that I've never played in front of no people or anything, just all yeah. those extenuating circumstances are speaking to the time, so it's crazy. Colin, yeah. before, before we went live, Colin, uh, I was asking you, uh, I'd seen that you guys had played down at Mississippi State this year, obviously a tremendous new ballpark um, was renovated here in the last two or three years, and uh, East Carolina played down there last year, a midweek game on spring break. So tell um, tell Pirate Nation what that experience was like. It was it was an unreal experience. The only field I really can compare it to is the Dunkin' Donuts Park in Hartford that was just built in 2017, and it's a double A park and it's extremely nice. And that's the only field that I'd say that in East Carolina are the top three, but. Just the entire stadium and back made it feel more like the yard goats. It was completely wrapped around. Um, but the atmosphere wasn't 
nearly what East Carolina was. And I had heard rumors that it was because they were playing Arkansas the next week and they were on spring break this week. So apparently it's more packed than that. But the people were really nice and everything, and the field was nice. It it just wasn't um, – it felt a little empty there. You guys talk about going to Mississippi and East Carolina and uh, different places down south. How often is the name of your university mispronounced, and what are some of the mispronunciations you guys have heard? Oh, it's it's always mispronounced. It's it, the the one we always hear is Quantipiac, and I don't really I don't really know how where the, the W comes into play, but it's it, they always pronounce it wrong. It's yeah. Yeah, some people really stress the P sometimes. Yeah, things like that. Yeah. But it's it said uh, it said wrong more than it said right. I'd say absolutely. Yeah, have you ever heard this one? Uh, sometimes uh, intentionally, just because I struggle with saying it wrong, I uh, I intentionally just go way out there and call you guys uh, Quinnipiac, like Winnipeg. Yeah, we heard that one too. Yeah. <laughs> well, I didn't even make it up. Okay. <laughs> What do you, yeah, what do you don't, don't feel bad, guys. Don't feel bad. Somehow people call us Eastern Carolina. Uh, you know, they just, uh, yeah, we get that one all the time. Yeah, as far as uh, you guys, what's your plans up, up and coming as far as uh, do you have? I know you, Colin, you said you're going to go back to Masters, Liam, with the bull. Um, are, you, are you hearing about, as far as another question I had with you guys, are you hearing – about Major League Baseball, I'm hearing there may start uh, spring training in June and July, um, like an 80-game season. Are you hearing the same thing? Yeah, I heard that. Uh, I saw that actually on Twitter from Trevor Bauer. Uh, I think that's awesome. I think, you know, whatever whatever it takes to get the, them playing again. I mean, it definitely, uh, it's definitely going to be tough because, you know, families, their families and stuff, and it's just going to be up to the players, I guess. I don't know. Are you or, um, are you trying? Is that what you're doing? You're trying out for a minor league team, or is that an organization? No, yeah, I'm pu- I'm trying out for uh, the Atlantic League, and um, hopefully get signed, and then hopefully try to get onto a big league big league team. You know, minor, get a minor league contract, and then take it from there. See what happens. That's awesome. And yeah. what, uh, Colin, what are you getting your master's in? Uh, business analytics. We have a one year program here, which is nice. So I start a summer class in two weeks. Wow. Um, yeah, I'll be a full-time student all next year, and then I'll, I'll have my master's. So it's better just get it done. It sounds good. I wish I had done that. My parents told me that years ago. I just didn't have a reason at that time to get a master's, but uh radio career was more important than a master's at the time. So anyway, guys, thank you so much. Before we let you go, how can people follow you? And uh means a lot that you guys – uh, we have a comment that we can say before we let you go there from David Batts, left field megaphones in the house. <laughs> they won't even leave, let you alone in an interview. <laughs> there, you go. there you go, David. Thank you so much for that. Uh, how can people follow you uh, guys on Twitter, Facebook, uh, Instagram? Uh, I'm all the same. Liam Scaff, Liam, Liam S-C-A-F-F, no space. Okay. Colin, How about you, Colin? Colin underscore underscore Donnelly, D-O-N-N-E-L-L-Y. All right. 
Thank you so much. It was a great regional last year, and you guys are awesome. And uh, we appreciate you so much for spending time. It's it's uh, it seems like we should be talking about regionals now instead of uh, I guess at least we have to the memories right right now. But uh, very surreal. Thank you guys, and I guess it's the time we live in right now. All right, thank you for having us. Thank for you. Sure. Appreciate you guys very much. All right. All right. Have All right. a good night. You too. All right. They're great. Great guys there from Quinnipiac. Appreciate them very much. And I uh, look forward to uh, another great season coming up. Guys, that was tremendous. Those guys are, uh, they were very cool. And they, I felt that way when, um, when they beat East Carolina last year. Um, certainly we knew that was a possibility. It happened. East Carolina pretty much because of that loss had to battle back and play, what was it, four games, guys, in 48 hours. It was insane. Uh, so a tough night, a tough night, not tough night there cost them pretty much any kind of chance or hope at a super regional. We've talked to several guys from that team last year and they even told us that. So, uh, not something that we're speculating. It was pretty obvious when they got there to Louisville. And, uh, do we have our next guest, Corey on? No, we don't. Um, Corey okay. will be joining us. Corey will be joining us soon. Uh, okay. Dave Batts was having, having fun with the one up, one down and two up, two down. <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you one thing. That's one to me. That's one of the highlights of certainly being there. I'm on the third base side, and Bubba, where you, you guys are? Your seats in right field on the first base side. I know you said well, pretty much Bubba and his dad are behind home plate, but where are, you, are your seats in first base? Um, but anyway, we're gonna keep the show rolling here. We'll have Corey Glore in just a few minutes, and uh, certainly. There, Johnny Gardner there got in late. Did Colin talk about interaction with Holton? No, I didn't hear him talk anything about Holton. Maybe Johnny knows something. Uh, Johnny's a very smart guy. I don't know about that. And I know he has a baseball background with, um, helping being a part of the administration of the Carolina Mudcats. So I think it was a general manager for Johnny. I believe that's right, but, uh, I'm not sure. And guys, if I don't respond to a question, just continue on with things. That's what I'm having some technical issues over here. I thought at home that it was my internet. I don't know. My parents should certainly have faster internet than, than what I do. But uh, for whatever reason, I'm having some issues. I may try to move upstairs. Uh, and uh, I'm, I'm actually closer to it right here, but I'm, I'm, I may try to relocate and see if I have any better luck. But I, I was texting with some of our viewers. They said they're, able to view it without a problem so we're at least good from that standpoint all right i was going to say you uh i was going to say Bubba. my dad would say you're not holding your mouth right that's the reason why you're having trouble tonight so <laughs> um yeah anyway. it's gonna be a lot of fun uh, i look hey yeah, by guys, the way guys Corey, Corey coming up how much more longer how much more longer how much longer do we have to wait on mr glore uh, it should be any time Corey, Corey making a dramatic appearance. Not that Kyle from McCrane's Bar would ever do that. <laughs> no, never. <laughs> He's <laughs> Holton met the team bus when he arrived after calling Twitter blast. Good scene. Oh man. Okay. Holton did that. That's pretty cool. Now that, uh, now that Johnny Gardner specified that I, I do remember seeing that, that Holton Aylers, um, cause Holton had had some exchanges on Twitter with Colin Donnelly. And uh, I do remember seeing that, that Holton met the team bus when Quinnipiac arrived. But, How about uh, our of Holton, guys? How about the uh, the promotional video that came out today featuring Holton Aylers? Very, very good stuff. 
Yeah, and basically what the theme of it, Kyle, was something to the effect of uh, sometimes you're born a pirate. Yeah, it was all yeah, about war cool. and, uh He was talking about how lucky he was to be born a pirate. He's always been a pirate. The only way he knows is the pirate way. And I tell you, we had uh, Coach Houston, if you haven't seen that video, uh, that show from Monday, check it out. It's in the archives, and certainly we have it on the podcast. Uh, we put the podcast out as well on Monday, so check that out. And uh, Coach Houston, I was thinking about that today, guys, this morning, uh, leaving for work, about how blessed we are to have Mike Houston. It was so – Kyle, I was thinking about you and I when we were freaking out that that night that when Houston – we thought Houston had signed with Charlotte. you remember that when I was at work and yeah, you were yeah, – Charlotte was going to hire uh, Mike Houston and – of course, that, you know, a couple of days later, he ended up being the head coach at East Carolina. Um, things worked out well. Things worked out well for everybody. Charlotte ended up yeah. making a heck of a hire. Um, they went to a ball game in year one. Of course, a, uh, a lot, a lot easier schedule in conference play for Charlotte. And I think they were left in a better situation by their previous head coach. He was building something there. Um, but, uh, we got the coach we wanted. Charlotte made a good hire. Uh, so things worked out well for everybody. Hey, Kyle, I want to give a shout-out to our good friend of the podcast, Audrey LeClaire is watching. Audrey, thank you so much. I know uh, I believe ALS Awareness Month, and we're always thinking about your your dad. If it wasn't for your dad, we wouldn't be in the position to have a Cliff Godwin, to have uh, Dave, all the, that we have right now. Dave, now, now you want to get ratings up now. Since we got this video format, we need to get Audrey on here. That'll get some viewers. Hey, Audrey. Yeah, Audrey, come on. Yeah, we'd love to have you. Audrey can come on anytime she wants. She's a good friend. And she and her mom and everybody, the family, LeClaire family have always been good to us on the podcast. You're welcome anytime you want. You can, you can have a space like right here beside Kyle or I guess either side of Kyle. So, uh, you can come on anytime you want. All right, Bubba, you hearing anything from Corey? Yeah, Corey's good. Um, that's what I told Corey that I'd give him a heads up uh, as far as when to join in. I told him, I, I said the reason I didn't is because I was having these technical difficulties and I, Really couldn't uh, tell what the status of things was because my computer screen was frozen. But uh, here's the main of the hour right now, the play-by-play voice of East Carolina baseball, Corey Glor. Hello, gentlemen. It's a pleasure hey. to see you. Go home, Corey. Hey, by no the way, the folks. man of the hour, by the way. There's no one in the yeah. man of the hour. Yeah, you are the man of the hour. <laughs> I, I I I was watching some of the the stuff with the with the Quinnipiac boys, and I love how. Uh, uh, on all the promotion for it, I'm like Alice from uh, Brady Bunch. Like, oh, and also Corey Glore's coming on. Like, I'm going to draw people in. <laughs> You're the draw, baby. You're You're the draw. Good, man. Oh, you are a big draw. I'll tell you one uh, thing. Whenever we have whenever we have you on, like our previews of the season, different times, it'll be a few hundred listens, honest to God. You're one of the best guests that we, we have on. Well, look, well, a third of them is me because I'm extremely vain, so... How have you been spending your time during this lockdown? Uh, I've been uh, I've been uh, watching a lot of old and even occasionally new television. I've uh, been trying to like set a routine and set an alarm every morning and get up at a normal time and uh, try and not eat horribly over this while I'm just sitting here doing nothing. So uh, it's been a struggle at times, but uh, I, I I have not shaved. Uh, that is pretty evident. And I also, like all of you, haven't had a haircut. And that's why the hat is on, because my hair is horrible right now in terms of length. So, 
At least you um, have a bad no. hair day. <laughs> That's valid. That's valid. I will give you that, Dave. But uh, no, I think I, I'm not doing much different than most everyone else has been doing over the last near two months now. We're just trying to just getting up each day and, and starting and and seeing what I can do or sometimes just sit around and not do anything. How about that, Corey? Uh, you you're, you just got a major upgrade. Dave Bat's daughter thought you were Luke Bryan. So, wow, uh, the singing ability. That, yeah, the I don't know if that's the sound of my voice or the the just the the scruffiness of me right now. But no, I do I cannot sing like Luke Bryan, uh, and I I don't know if I quite look like Luke Bryan. But I appreciate the comment, whatever way that was directed. Corey, I like who's going to win American Idol this year. Steve. Corey, Corey I've watched American Idol in 20 years. <laughs> I, I personally like you better than Luke Bryan. Luke Bryan is absolute garbage. Um, but oh. since uh, since you since you have been confused for Luke Bryan, yeah. we got to get you to sing Country Girl, Shake It For Me. So go ahead. I you were to say that. Oh, my God. Shake it for me, girl. And then that's you, Dave. Corey. I don't know if I've ever heard that song that's a good uh, thing we've established this before i'm not a big country fan well then you've given me a recommendation or Bryan. two but i i know of luke Bryan, and i probably heard that song but i can't i don't know it well enough to even sing it well Corey, you said you're not a big country fan neither is anybody else that listens to luke Bryan. wow that is, what I mean, that's a wide blanket you just cast. Yeah, well, here the thing about Kyle is that if you have outlaw country and it's a genre, then you can't be outlaw country and be on mainstream radio because it wouldn't be outlaw country anymore. So, and there's still well, a lot no of what? Well, no kidding. But well, wait a minute. That's know, not I true. Love it. That's not true, Dave. It. What about Waylon in the seventies and Willie totally, and Chris Christopher no, totally and Johnny Cash and David Allen Coe? That's totally different. But anyway, I, well, I actually love it. It's totally different. There is, there is one country artist. It's like kind of two right now that I'm, I'm getting into a little bit. And I think they were actually supposed to tour together, but that tour has been canceled this year. But Sturgill Simpson uh, and then Tyler Childers is the one who I've recently been exposed to. And, and that's uh, – I'm trending more towards Tyler Childers at the moment uh, in terms of something I listen to more regularly. If you like Tyler's Childers, let me recommend Turnpike Troubadours. Turnpike um, Troubadours, I love the name. Yeah, um, they. Uh, you, if you, it, to me, I think they kind of. If you like one, you should like the other. Tyler Childers is great. Uh, go if you haven't. Check out his acoustic stuff. Um, obviously, the, the two the two commercially released albums, but he put out an acoustic album that was just fantastic. Hey look, guys! Look at Josh yeah. Thomas jumping in timely like that. <laughs> That's priceless. Uh, that's what I love about. It. That is one good thing about software. We can put Dave. up comments like that. And, and Dave, yeah. sorry to interrupt, but when you're, it's probably not a good idea to uh, have a podcast at your parents' house because then your mom walks in, breaking out pictures of you on the toilet when you're five years old. Yeah. Well, you're the one showing it, Bubba. Hey, yeah, I mean, I'll say I obviously didn't care, so. And that yeah, picture I mean, that, eventually the choice is yours there, Bubba, to show that. Exactly. <laughs> well, <laughs> hey, we need it to get Gary the opportunity on. And I made a poor decision. 
Hey, Corey, have you ever heard one of Gary, his dad, Gary Rosenbaum's jungle calls? I feel like no, Dave, he's not, he's not familiar with that. Well, it, certainly not. At, well, uh, you're going to have to explain it to me because maybe I'm, I'm misappropriating it. But. So the first time I the first time I hung out with Bubba and his dad and mom at a game was the Charlotte game back in December as far as being together, like watching the game. And his dad laid out like a really big yell and I call it a jungle call. And uh, it really is it's one of the funniest things. I paid more attention to his dad. Some of that game uh, like him getting so excited about the, the game, the Charlotte game. than I did the basketball game. Because he was so oh, into basketball. it. And, I was so confused about his Charlotte game yeah. in December. And then I, I remembered that ECU did host Charlotte, right? We hosted yeah. Charlotte this past year. Gotcha. Yeah. I feel like because the Rosenbaum clan has been on road game trips before. And so I feel like at some point I had to have heard that over the years. I still remember well, I vividly running into you at Sheets coming back from Charlottesville, Bubba, my first year. But Yeah, Corey, it's something that. It's something that he kind of got from a, a guy named uh, Waylon Summerlin, or or maybe uh, they kind of they both did it, and then they stumbled stumbled upon the fact that each other did it. And it was something something that uh, he's done for several years now, and he does it in basketball games when opponents are shooting free throws. Come on, Waylon, okay. Waylon in the uh, Aiden Griffin area, Bubba. Yeah. Yes, yeah, Waylon Summerlin from uh, Grifton. Yeah, okay. I'm pretty sure it's the same one. Yeah, Waylon for Grifton, right? Yeah, he used to uh, he used to work with uh, yeah. my former stepdad. He's legendary, like Howard Al and Calvin Green. Yeah, he used to uh, he used to work with my former. So, uh, Corey, one of the things that stepping all over each other. Okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the art of visual media. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We actually, uh, I don't know if you, we get any like maybe uh, as far as being the. Um, an agent for you, but we, we put a huge plug in for you with Ryan Robinson. He, he was bragging about you because of the future games that we're going to have to broadcast. We got, we're like, Hey, you're going to have Corey glory right there in your back pocket. Use Corey for the games. Oh, well, thank you. Uh, uh, do you, do you want commission for that? No, <laughs> yeah, no, no, I, I'm not no, prepared no. for that. Uh, no, no, I mean, no. my, my only stipulation now is that now I need all the games sent to me in a nice highlight package for me to call. Like that's, that's what I've experienced over the last two months is just doing that. Um, just send me a nice eight minute highlight package and I'll record it and send it back to you and you can play it. Corey, well, thank uh, you. You, I appreciate it. Corey, do you get on TikTok? I do not know. Okay. Well, there's a guy. I, I, I only see it secondhand through Twitter, Insta, all that stuff. There's a guy on TikTok. Um, I, I, he, he sounds like a professional announcer. I, I don't know if he is or not, but he sounds great. And he voices over Little League Baseball, Pee Wee Football, and it is it is fantastic. It's like, you know, it's like, here he goes, and the pitch to the plate, and holy, you know, whatever. <laughs> he missed the whole effing play. <laughs> <laughs> What, what broadcasters really want to say. <laughs> it's, it's great. Yeah, exactly. I'll give you some links. It's, uh, it's, it's funny stuff. The number of people in this industry that have found various things to call over the last two months has been, well, we're a weird lot. And so I'm not surprised by that, but just some of the creativity. Like, I, I the one that I found 
early on was there's a, a an English rugby announcer who has like gone out to various parks in London. I think he's based in London and he's just calling people like walking their dogs and holding hands and walking down the path. And it's hilarious. Like it, it is, we're, we're a strange bunch in this business. And so the fact that the tentacles have spread out as far as they have for us to desperately call people doing things that we're incapable of doing, um, we're, we're just, we're weird. We're a weird group of people, broadcasters. All right, here's a question for you from David Batts. When can Malcolm Gray get more voice tone? Well, here, here was the deal. Um, Malcolm Gray, sports information director of ECU baseball, legend in the business and at the school. Um, he was going to make his debut uh, on the airwaves this or this the season debut uh, in Charlotte for that weekend series, which was about six years ago by this point. Um, but we had technical issues. In fact, it was probably operator error. That'd be me as I was getting all of my gear unpacked in the Charlotte booth. Uh, the the cord for one of the pieces of equipment that I have just snapped as I was getting it all out. And that would have made it possible for more than one person to hear what was going on. Uh, and after talking to the Charlotte people and their tech staff and actually running the Best Buy and trying to get something put patchwork together, uh, we were incapable of getting Malcolm on the air for that weekend. We were all set to go for the next road series, uh, which would have been, UCF, I believe, for him to jump on the air, and then this happened. So um, he was poised and right. Well, he was ready to be on the air. I don't know if he was poised to be on the air. He's he, he's very reserved when it comes to that. Um, but he was going to be uh, for road series this year, and, and then things came to a halt. So he 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 should be back in twenty one. That's the plan. Corey, one of the things we wanted to talk about with you, I don't think you guys have talked about this when I had my technical difficulties, but uh, uh, with the Quinnipiac guys, it kind of came up by accident, just talking about the guys that are going to be able to take advantage of the NCAA ruling uh, to come back next year, uh, Tyler Smith, Matt Bridges, and also Kim Colmore, obviously Nick Barber, uh, unfortunately, uh, choosing not to do so for financial reasons, but just talk about those guys. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm I'm surprised the NCAA did rule completely across the board like that. I, I was kind of anticipating that it would only be seniors would get an extra year back. Uh, and the fact that they did it for all classes, all spring sports was a shocker to me. But they also did, as the NCAA can be one to do at times, kind of pass the buck to schools. And you, we were talking about that with Colin Donnelly about how Quinnipiac is not going to hold scholarships for their returners, it sounds like. Um, and so they have a, a more difficult decision to make. I, I don't know what ECU and the specifics are going to be for them, but um, it, I heard pretty early on that if the NCAA ruled this way, that that Tyler and Matt and Cam would be returning. And Nick had um, a lot of things floating around the air where he, he had a job lined up for to start this summer and he was poised to get his master's degree. And so he had a lot already in place. Um, and not to mention he's an out-of-state student and right now he's not on, he wasn't on scholarship. And so he had a lot on his plate to, to try and dissect. So I'm not shocked at all about the route that he took. Um, it was the right move for the NCAA to make. It is a challenging move 
um, for all the schools to sort out now. And um, I'm pleased that it's a problem to have, frankly, because it could have been a lot messier had, had the NCAA ruled otherwise. Glad to have Pyridal is joining us tonight. Uh, appreciate you very much, Pyridal. As always, uh, one of the legends and going all the way back to the uh, definitely the 90s, uh, calling in the radio shows. As far as uh, I think one of the things Corey, that I love about Coach Godwin is he really gets the social media thing. He does a nice job of, of putting out a lot of stuff there, especially now. I know it's been really hard for him. Have you had a chance to talk to him and hopefully – uh, we can get him on soon. But if you had a chance to talk to him, I know that being the competitor that he is, we should be talking about the regional coming up instead of, uh, you know, reminiscing about the past or talking about outlaw country or your haircut. So Luke Bryan. My, la- my lack of haircut is what you're referring to. Uh, Cliff and I have exchanged texts over this time. That That's kind of the extent of our conversation. And it really hasn't been much about you know, pausing baseball. It's been just kind of checking in with each other, seeing how we're doing. Um, and so it, it, he's doing well uh, from every conversation that I've kind of had with him. Um, and, you know, I, I heard him not too long ago talking about how he's still, there's still a lot that he's doing right now. And you, you see the, you know, the, the camps that are trying to get underway and he's trying to put in place, but they're doing a lot of stuff online with the Cliff Godwin baseball camp now about doing instructional videos. And so he's working on that. He's very active in social media. He's still recruiting and they've got to do a lot of now roster figuring out with, with now the crunch that's coming for 21. Um, and so there's a lot that he's still doing, um, even though we should be what this weekend, which should be Tulane. And so it should be really home stretch time. And, and it's not, it's been an adjustment for everyone, but um, there, there are people that are equipped to handle things being thrown at you. And baseball coaches are one of them. And, and Cliff has been uh, kind of on top of a lot of things, not just all that stuff I mentioned, but keeping tabs on his current players who are scattered all over the state and the country right now and making sure that they are doing well, treating their bodies well, treating their minds well as they go. This is finals week. So, I mean, there's a lot of stuff that he's still kind of juggling right now, even though there's no games being played. Boy, we mentioned these guys that are coming back. Um, how about the the ones um, like Alec Burleson, um, Gavin Williams, Bryson Worrell, uh, some of those guys who um, – Maybe going to the pros, we that remains to be seen, um, depending on how highly they get drafted. Um, have you heard anything about those guys? No, uh, I, I think there's uh, – this can go to Alan here as well. First of all, Bubba, I want you to move to a different room of the house like every <laughs> 90 seconds. Like that's, that's what I want to see from you. I want you to be outside by the hey, end of the night. I'm trying to be as distracting as possible. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I, I haven't heard anything. I, I, I don't I haven't really talked to those guys much since this all happened. I mean, nobody knows even today how the draft is going to look. Uh, nobody knows if there's going to be a draft and when that draft is going to be this year. So um, there are going to be decisions to be made for Alec, for Gavin. I, I think those two assuredly will probably have some decisions to make. Once something gets figured out draft-wise and whether there are five rounds, ten rounds, however many rounds there might be, 
and if teams can sign players that aren't drafted, what there are still so many eggs to be cracked that uh, I, I don't know if anyone knows for sure what those two guys are going to do. You mentioned Bryson. Um, I, I think there, there's someone could certainly take a shot at him, um, but it all depends on how many picks are available, how many slots are there, how teams are going to allocate money now when all of those teams – We've heard for years, Major League Baseball teams are somehow losing money every year after year. Well, now they're actually going to. And so uh, there's going to be a very different environment surrounding the draft this year, not just when it happens, where it happens, but how many guys get picked. And, and if it goes beyond that, if teams can just sign guys who are eligible, nobody knows. And so the only people that would probably have even some semblance of an idea of what they might do are Alec, are Gavin, are Bryson, are, are all of these draft eligible guys, are, are you know Seth Cadell, Thomas Francisco's eligible, like all those guys, they probably have some rubric of what they would be doing, but they they can't make any sort of decision until Major League Baseball makes any sort of decision. And right now they're trying to get back on the field for better or worse. We had a uh, question from Pirate Al. Uh, Bubba, uh, there you go for you, Corey. Also percentage of Marino and Rolls. Uh, I don't know what that means <laughs> to be, to be completely honest. I'm assuming that's an incoming recruit. Um, and, and may, uh, and, uh, we talked about this before. I don't plunge too deeply into incoming classes. Yes, until um, Corey, that is, I, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt you, but I was muted and I had a little delay there. Uh, but Cohen Marino, he is a incoming recruit like you guessed, and he is from Panther Creek. High school in, in Cary, North Carolina, a 165 pound pitcher. Um, so um, he's he's obviously one of the many highly regarded kids in this class. Yeah, I, I, he's going to have the same decision not to make, and uh, I, I I do wonder if baseball if professional teams take more shots at high school players if there's a shorter draft because you can have longer to develop and there's so much uncertainty about when this season will start and how seasons will look moving forward. And so uh, percentage, I have no concept of what that will be, nor probably does he right now. And uh, Corey, what about uh, the, we were talking about the expansion of the roster. Refresh my memory. Did the NCAA expand the roster? Yeah, what it is, is the roster, the 35-man roster in baseball can expand by the number of seniors um, that come back. And so, essentially, the, what as it sits right now, um, ECU for 2021 can have 38 on their roster. The three returning seniors and then the 35 to do what they want with. Some guys have already entered the transfer portal. Um, you have a, a class coming in, and so there are more things that have to be fleshed out with that 35. But the Smith, Colmore, and Bridges have spots on the roster that don't count to the 35. Every, every team around college baseball gets an additional number of spots based on how many seniors come back, or 2020 seniors come back for 21. And I remember hearing Cliff uh, say in an interview that he had, I believe it was with Pirate Radio here a few weeks back, and just saying the way it was working scholarship-wise was whatever those guys were getting this year 
they had to be locked into that same amount in 2021 because that was one of the issues um, that made it even more challenging for Nick Barber to potentially come back. Not that he would have anyway, but uh, he said Coach Godwin was just saying with the way they uh, were working the 11.7 scholarships that Barber this year was actually uh, not getting the money that he had in the past. Right, and players can only make the – or can only get the scholarship amount that they were getting in 2020. That's the max they can get. They can go down. That's up to the school's to, yeah. up to the school's yeah. discretion to to figure that out. But those scholarships also don't uh, like you can. There's only a max for the returning seniors. You can't add anything more to that. And so that was the one of the stipulations with Barber is they couldn't add a scholarship to him because he didn't get it one in 2020. Okay. Corey, one of the other things. Sorry, go ahead, Dave. I was just going to ask you, Corey, as far as uh, Major League Baseball, uh, Bubba and I, uh, we were exchanging, I think, and it was in our group text about potentially a season starting, I guess will be in June will be a spring training and maybe half a season, like starting in July for Major League Baseball. Have you heard about that? I have seen those reports, uh, and now baseball has come out and said those are unsubstantiated. Oh, okay. I haven't heard that. Um, I mean, part. The, 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 through their main beat reporters like Rosenbaum or Ken Rosen, <laughs> I, I can't figure out his name right now. What the heck just happened? My my mind just exploded. But Jeff Passan uh, was in there. Ken Rosenthal, that's his name. We haven't had baseball in forever, and I forgot the lead uh, MLB reporter. Uh, they've come out and said that there's no actual firm plan because. Right now, nobody can really put a firm plan in place, even as we sit towards the middle of May. Um, I, I I wouldn't be surprised if that's what Major League Baseball is trying to put in place, have a, a short spring training starting in mid-June to get started by like 4th of July. Um, but I would imagine they, like many other professional sports leagues, even just companies in general, or want to see how the month of May plays out around the country as more and more states start lessening restrictions and more people start going out. And I bet they want to see what this does in terms of the impact here and, and whether or not things go up, things go down before they make any sort of firm call as to when they might get back on the field. Um, there are a lot of people uh, on social media, even even just media who are just kind of taking stabs at, you know, this is when we'll be back. This is when we're shooting to be back. And right now just nobody knows anything. And and, and that's a, a weird spot to be in. And so when you see, you know, all, you know, university presidents from around the country saying we're not sure about college football starting or, yeah, we're definitely sure college football is going to start in September. Nobody knows. Like that's just still where we are. Um, and so for major league baseball, um, and for NBA, NHL, all, all those leagues that stopped, uh, they're probably wanting to see how the month of May fleshes out here around the country before they pull the trigger on any sort of restart or start in general. Corey, one of the things you probably heard us uh, address with uh, Liam Scaffarello and then also Colin Donnelly, we were talking about the collegiate summer baseball invitational that's going to be taking place the first week of June down in Texas. Um, you, of course, are going to have guys from Texas, A&M, Texas Tech, 
Texas State and I'm sure other Texas programs, but then there were also guys uh, coming from as far as way as Penn State. And then there were a lot that couldn't be released because the contracts hadn't been signed. Um, it's going to be a, a three day, four team event uh, where guys are going to be isolated at a hotel, shuttle back and forth to the ballpark and all meals are going to be brought to the hotel. Had, had you heard about that? And what are your thoughts on it? I read the article on D1 Baseball. They posted, I think it was Monday. Um, I think it's a pretty poor idea um, because uh, aside from, I think, NASCAR, who's trying to start in a few weekends, um, this is the first attempt at someone trying to pull off a sporting event in this country. And, and I, I looked at their website today, the, the CSBI website, um, and I read the piece on D1 Baseball again. It, there doesn't seem to be a lot in what they're fleshing out to me that makes this sound concrete uh, in terms of they have everything locked up, it, it ducks in a row. They said they're going to test all the players and the coaches. Well, we still are dealing with a lack of testing in this country. How are they acquiring all these in a state that's been somewhat open now for the last week and a half? Um, They have all these organized uh, setups with hotels nearby. They got staff on hand for the ballpark in Bryant. Um, There are a lot of things that I don't feel like they probably have at the ready, not to mention it's not just players from Texas that you alluded to. Players are coming in from all over the country right now for this thing. That's a month from now. Uh, and now as states everywhere start allowing people more out of their houses uh, day in and day out, um, now you're just bringing people in from all corners of the country for three-day events that when I looked at their website, it seemed a lot more concerned about the fact that sports are back and you're going to watch and people are going to watch with you and give us 50 bucks to watch on YouTube. Like I'm very skeptical of what this is. Um, and not to mention the fact that we're just where we still sit nationwide. Um, this seems just like a really poor decision to make and not to mention you're doing this for two college kids who right now aren't making a buck off of what you're doing. Um, I, it doesn't sit well with me what's what's being put in place right now. And I hope I hope wiser heads come into the mix here and say maybe we should rethink this or push it back even instead of racing to be one of the first sporting events uh to get going here this summer. Uh because I just don't I still don't think we're ready for things like this just yet, even if they close it off to fans. Yeah, I agree with you as far as the risk versus the reward standpoint. I mean, it's not like, and let's say if, if this, um, instead of mid-March, if this would have occurred a little bit later in the year and not that this would have been right, but if they were trying to, um, to get some postseason baseball in, in an abbreviated way or a faster way, that kind of thing. Uh, but, well, and I get the idea behind yeah. the, the, the weekend here. It is supposed to give prospects a, a, a stage yeah, but, for scouts. But right now, scouts aren't allowed to do anything for professional baseball. Uh, they might be given a grant, like a, an exemption for something like this. But again, we don't know what the future holds when it comes to Major League Baseball and, and bringing prospects in. And so 
This seems like uh, something that's being designed without a lot of input from outside forces, from from NCAA, from Major League Baseball. That um, I, I I really hope uh, a month from now. Uh, I've, selfishly, I'd love to see baseball back and, and college baseball in some capacity, but um, I just don't think we're there yet, unfortunately. Uh, and so uh, you want to hold this 4th of July weekend or at least schedule it for then? Give be- give us a little bit more time. Go for that. But to be the first on the field to say, look at us, look at sports. That's That's not the thing to do right now. It's very scary, especially, uh, by the way, guys, Texas, this past weekend, they had the theaters open back up. And I'm understanding, I read an article, Corey, and guys, where they actually, when you went back to the movie theaters, it was more like a TSA screening uh, to get yeah. just to get in the movie theater. Yeah, I, Texas has been, um, they they kind of started reopening things earlier than a lot of other states around the country. Uh, and I know everyone is very frustrated with how things sit right now. And now states are beginning to roll out plans like 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 North Carolina did yesterday. There was a plan in place about what what the schedule might be moving forward. Um, that that schedule, at least on North Carolina side, um, is still pretty long about what trying to get back to normal. And so to have a baseball tournament in less than a month in a state that um, has been a little bit more loose with some of the restrictions that they put in place. Um, I think there are more bad things that could come from that than good. Hey, Kyle, I think Bubba's smoking a cigarette off camera, but uh, he keeps moving. His I head. was wondering if Kyle's okay. <laughs> like he's just sitting there. Yeah, well, no, I'm fine. I, I was, I was listening. Uh, I, uh, you know, taking this all in about the, uh, the tournament in Texas. I, uh, I have mixed feelings on it. Um, I think, uh, you know, I, 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 I would be more okay with it if, if it was just Texas kids, but since you are flying people from all over the country, um, I, you know, I, I would say it is voluntary. Nobody's making anybody go, but when you got college kids and, and saying, uh, this is a chance for you to perform in front of scouts, it's very tempting. And, uh, you know, you don't always make the best decision when you're that age. So hopefully they're getting good in there. Hopefully they're getting good input from their coaches and their parents uh, about whether they should take part or not. Well, and um, I, I saw Kendall Rogers, who's D one baseball reporter. I, I really respect uh, in, in the college baseball world. Someone asked someone just flat out responded and said, this seems like a bad idea and mentioned the travel of kids coming from nationwide. He said, well, most kids probably would just drive. And that that's a leap you can't make because one, I, I have looked at flights here recently uh, and they're exceptionally cheap right now because nobody's flying. But two, um, you just can't presume that a kid from Penn State will hop in a van and drop to Bryan, you know, drive to Bryan, Texas for a three day weekend. But this will be more than three days. It's going to be a 14 day where you're you're in the hotel. If you bring family, they're quarantined with you in the hotel. It all seems like a lot for a three-day weekend to showcase, you know, your ability that, frankly, a lot of scouts already know about. Like, there, there's, there's, you know, yes, this season would have proved a lot of things, but scouts know around the country what Alec Burleson's capable of doing, what Gavin Williams is capable of doing, even if they didn't see a lot of it this year. 
is that weekend in Texas going to change much? Like that. So you're going to be quarantined for 14 days. Is that before the tournament? Well, they get there. From what I read, they get there the Monday before the the tournament starts, the Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And they'll, they'll go through the, the COVID tests if they procure them. They'll do temperature checks all the time. They'll, they'll be shuttled to practice and, as Bubba said, bring meals into the hotel. Um, but th- that's the rule of thumb right now in the country is is 14 days is kind of the quarantine time. Um, and so if they're lax on that, that seems even more foolhardy w- with all of this. Um uh, and it, it, the the person who's creating it, uh, to be honest, this is a, a tournament I hadn't heard of before. That doesn't mean it didn't exist before, but it's the first time I've heard of it. Um, it's run by an entertainment guy who, who's trying to get uh, an event streaming for people to buy in and watch. And, and so I don't know if there's a lot of it's easy to say, yeah, we'll test them all when they come in. How do you get those? How do you sanction those off when you still have? You know, I just got an email a few days ago. There's a testing site that's now open here in Greenville. And it's like, you know, that that just started just nearby me. So how how can you be sure you have everything you need? And if something goes wrong, if, if say, the worst case scenario happens and the virus contracts in one of these players, then that shuts everything down. And everyone's in the hotel and that shuts the hotel down. And it, it just begins again in a smaller way. So... Um, let the month of May play out and, and as more states loosen what they're doing and then see where we are. And if you can get things back in practice or start up these little tournaments by 4th of July, great. But a month from now is way too soon to me. Hey, Corey, what do you think about some of the programming uh, you, you've obviously had? On, I think it was yesterday uh, ESPNU had on some of the classic College World Series games from over the years. I know they had on 2006, North Carolina and Oregon State, uh, 2000, Stanford, LSU, et cetera. Um, I, I didn't watch a ton of it, but uh, when I was around the TV, I checked a few innings out and then uh, – also, uh, something else that's obviously been talked about a lot is the Last Dance. Are you watching that? I have. Uh, I ha- I didn't watch any of the baseball on ESPNU. Um, is it might just make me sad. Um, but uh, I have watched the first four episodes of the Last Dance. I didn't watch this past Sunday. It's been good. It hasn't been what I thought it would be, and so I think I have to adjust my viewing of of the last dance because it's been uh, I, i'm a I, I i tweeted out sunday i chose the the season finale of westworld over last dance uh on sunday because i'm a westworld fan despite all its many flaws and the finale was awful um but there is more time jumping in the last dance than in westworld and that's saying something and so it's hard to follow frankly for me at times which i shouldn't be saying about a documentary about a basketball team um, but I, I've enjoyed uh, some of the behind the scenes look. Um, Horace Grant is my favorite so far. Like <laughs> he, he's, he's a gem of a human being. He looks like he ate Horace Grant and then bulked up. Like he looks like a lineman <laughs> and he has right now the best line of the show, which I don't think I can say to the family friendly audience. I've watched the first three episodes and what a, I mean, the thing that I forgot about, is how poorly Scottie Pippen was paid during that time. I forgot all about it. He did not get the money he deserved in Chicago. They did set him up to get nicely paid after that. 
though. Like he he got his money when all was said and done, and it wasn't with the Bulls. He got it with the Rockets, though. Yeah, yeah, I do remember that. But so, all right, guys, do you have anything before we go ahead? Yeah, something else I was going to bring up, Dave, uh, kind of piggybacking off uh, some of the comments about the last dance, and then there was one other thing I was going to bring up about East Carolina, um, but. As far as the last dance, uh, some of the off the scene, off the I said off the scene, off the camera banner, um, like between Michael Jordan and then uh, Jerry Krause, that was kind of funny. Um, like I think it was something about, are those your short pills, Jerry? They uh, they yeah. certainly are setting up uh, Jerry Krause to be a huge villain and all of that, and uh, a lot of it's warranted. But uh, um, yes, the the interactions with uh, with Jerry Krause have been uh, a highlight as well. And the other thing I was going to bring up um, is the virtual games that you've done for East Carolina that uh, I think those are strictly Twitter. Um, what, at least probably eight or so of those now, if not more. And I know the first one had about 30,000 views. And then these last several have had probably a minimum of 5,000 views. So those have done really well. Uh, and it's been good to hear you describing some East Carolina baseball, even if it's not actually pirate baseball. Yeah, that was, uh, I believe it was an Eric Ward concoction. Maybe it was him and a combination of a couple other people in the marketing department. But they, uh, I just remember getting an email um, from Brandon Smith from the video department and just said, and then Brian Medor texted me. It's like, hey, can you, uh, can you record play-by-play for this and send it back? Like, it, oh, and then I opened it up and it was the seven-minute video game simulation against Cincinnati. And I was like, all right, I'll give it a try here. And frankly, I thought it'd be easier than it was. And it was much more difficult than I was expecting. It took me far longer than I care to admit. But I also had the benefit of doing retakes, which was nice. I could actually like try and make it uh, like solid uh, and, and perfect it and almost script it out. Uh, and so and, and that, that first one really blew up. And, and that was cool to see. Um, and, and I know, uh, I know that the guys seem to have liked it and the fans have loved it. Uh, and so we keep doing it and, uh, it, it's, it's helped me keep the kind of the pipes going a little bit throughout all this. Uh, it's a very different, uh, animal than calling a live baseball game. It is harder than calling a live baseball game. Um, but it's been a lot of fun and, uh, I know that fans have really taken to it. So, um, I've been happy to be a, a small part of what uh, the ECU marketing team has been doing here over the last couple of weeks. Do you guys During want to week? hear an inappropriate baseball joke before we go? Sure. Why Kyle not? hasn't spoken in a half hour, and here he comes to end the show. He, he was taking a nap. He's taking a nap. Yeah, okay. That's what the sunglasses are for. Just, if, you're, if, you're, if, you're, if you're easily offended, if you're easily offended, close out your browsers now. Why don't orphans we'll play baseball? Why don't orphans no play baseball? Because they can't find home. Oh, man. Well, okay. What a way to – this has been one heck of a broadcast, probably our best episode ever. Wow, I've been transported <laughs> to hell all of a sudden. That was fast. Thanks, Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> Only laugh well. on the inside, Corey. <laughs> Well, rough. So, Corey, I, I want to apologize on behalf of the guys for probably one of the worst episodes. And I'm sorry that your name is associated as much as we think of you. It'd be different if you were like a bad guy and a villain, but we really think a lot of you. Um, and uh, I want to give you a, yeah, a chance to plug one more thing. 
I saw today where you, you have CoreyGlore.com. Can you talk about yeah. that and then we'll wrap things up? Yeah, I was I was sitting around and, and bored out of my mind early on when all this started. And then I decided to, to kind of put some of the stuff that I have and I've done over the years and, and put it on a website to share with people. And so, yeah, it's a, kind of a, a snapshot of my work in the industry, ECU related or otherwise. Uh, and, uh, and it's various examples of me calling baseball, basketball, football games, production work that I've done, hosting work that I've done. Uh, and, uh, I put that out today, in fact. So that's been an endeavor for the last few weeks to try and, uh, put something like that together to, uh, to make sure that I'm never leaving your ears, even in down times like this, I'm always going to be there to make you paranoid with my voice that's the goal Corey. We, we we know you call baseball we've heard you call basketball have you called any football yeah i have uh i, I it's been at high school level but i've called it yeah okay and maybe, shameless maybe. plug if you go to coreyglore.com you can hear examples of it maybe, maybe, uh, maybe that's for, awful maybe for you <laughs> plus games that, that, that are streamed uh, from daddy ficklin maybe uh maybe maybe cory glore and jay sunhalter the official ESPN plus broadcasting career. He's going. Uh, I, I would love the chance to chat with ECU about whatever uh, we can do uh, moving forward. Uh, I am any, I'm open to anything and everything. Corey, have you met? Just don't watch this broadcast. <laughs> don't watch That's this broadcast. Again, It'll hurt Corey's channel. Oh, no problem, Dave. I was just asking, um, asking Corey if he had met Jay Sonhalter. I don't believe I have. No, um, I have seen a couple of things that he's done. I know he hosted the signing day uh, thing on the website earlier this year, and, and or uh, December, I guess. I forget the signing day is December now um, for football, but I, I guess there's technically one in January or February too. Uh, there are so many signing days, um, but I, I've seen some of the work that he's done. I, I don't believe I've met him. I don't know if I've come across him at a baseball game or not. Um, but I've seen some of the work there. And I, I, I obviously know that he played here. So. Right. So what we need to do is have both of them on a show together and see what kind of chemistry they would have, right? For a broadcast. So you, you, you want to do a screen test? Is that what you want to do, Dave? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. An unsanctioned yeah, we'll screen see how, test to see if we have any chemistry. Yeah. on the Right here on the sports objective. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. We've heard your chances. We're heard your chances right now. So we better, we better go. But uh, before we go, uh, how can people find you on social media? Uh, at Corey Glore on Facebook and Instagram. And I guess technically Facebook, but Facebook exists. So Twitter, Instagram, at Corey Glore, and now the website if you actually want to hear more of me. All right. Sounds good. Thank you so much, Corey. Appreciate you, man. Thanks for uh, hanging in there with us. It's been a long episode for sure. And hopefully uh, we will get better next time you're on. It usually is when I'm involved, uh, but uh, thank you for having me on, backing up the Quinnipiac boys. Uh, And uh, gentlemen, continue to stay safe. Uh, Bubba, continue to move to various locations in your house, uh, in your parents' house. Uh, Kyle, look alive, my man. And Dave, have a better hair day next time. I will. All right. All right, Corey Boys, (laughs) Play-by-play boys of the ECU Pirates. Thank you, dude, man. Have a great night. Bye, guys. All right. Love that guy. Corey Glory puts up with us all the time. 
Uh, guys, Audio only there. Uh, that was terrible. That was terrible. I want to apologize, Corey, to the listeners, to the viewers. Uh, hot garbage we just put out as a as a live stream podcast. Good guy. It was, it was probably the worst uh, one ever, but we're getting better at this. Yeah, we're gonna get better at this. I promise. All right, guys. Well, until next time, you've been listening to and watching the Sports Objective. Good night, everybody. Go Pirates. You've been listening to the Sports Objective Podcast. Join us next time as the guys will be objective, and the objective is sports.